No man is an island entire of itself. Each is a piece of the continent, a part of the main. If a clod is washed away by the sea, Europe is the less. As well as if a promontory were, as well as if a manor of thine own or of thine friends were. Each man's death diminishes me, for I am involved in mankind. Therefore, send not to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. Welcome to Across the Table, the podcast of Hannibal the Magician. Dear Hannibal, I read in this email that I got, Why do you continue to refer to yourself as Hannibal the Magician when you are no longer doing magic shows? I also would like to take this moment to put my two cents in to say that I think you are dealing with dangerous material and the devil's work, comma, doing the seances that you are doing in the place that you are doing them. Best regards, etc., etc. Hi there, everybody. It's another podcast. I am... Uh, I found the energy and the worth, uh, found that there's some things worth talking about, and I apologize for the delay in between, but if you listen to this, you know that I am uh, irregular as far as my posting goes. Uh, that's, that's the way that I produce what I produce. I'm not in it for the money, and I'm not in it for the, uh, you know, if I was more dedicated. I do it when I feel like doing it because I love doing it that way. I do it when it brings me joy and pleasure to uh, to talk. So um, I thought about this one, actually. thought about uh, the, the Hannibal the Magician thing. I've been Hannibal the Magician for 30 years or so. And it is the show. It is the, uh, it's what I put forward. Whether I'm doing actual tricks or not doing actual tricks, and I do no more card tricks in, in, the, in the professional work that I do right now, I am creating magic. I am creating moments that people will turn into stories that they may want to tell other people. The magic always happens within the mind and within the heart. It never happens because of the trick or because of the cards or because of even the person. It is the story. It is the heart that you put behind your art that speaks and make it, makes it magic. And that's, that's whether you're a guitar player or a painter or a, or a card monkey. So I remain Hannibal the Magician because... The stories that I tell and the art that I craft uh, is the seeds of the magic that happens within the people that I meet. As for dealing with with dark things, with dark forces, with, um, I'm going to say the word satanic influences, my friend, my my dearly beloved friend, who I've never met and I don't know, um, and this is our first correspondence, the first time you uh, took the time to actually write to me. To live in this world, to exist in this world, is to deal with dark forces. Um, there are people that simply want to oppress other people. There are forces out there that are against you, whether you see them or not. Uh, someone much wiser than myself said, we, we deal not with physical uh, physical entities, but we deal with dark forces from the others. I'm, I'm, I'm mis. I'm misquoting that, I know. But we deal um, 
with forces we are unable to see or recognize. So simply to exist means to deal with that. I create a performance. I create a performance in a very specific way that people leave with a good story and hopefully leave uplifted. That was my sole goal in putting together 13, the seance show. Um, We replicate a seance the way that it would have been done in the early 1900s. And into this, I tie the history of the hotel. I tie in the history of myself. I create a magic moment. I create some art. And no one gets hurt. And no one really gets scared. And emotions are high uh, because I have crafted it that way. In the same way that a songwriter would tug on heartstrings. That's exactly what I set out to do. And that's the show that I am building. I am fortunate enough Uh, that I have been given the creative freedom to put this show together in my own little theater. And I leave uplifted, my audience leaves uplifted, and what more could a person ask for? I am doing my best to better the world around me. At the very top of my to-do list, and it has been there every day, it it recurs every single day, um, among several others, but one of the very top of the list is Stop watching negative bullshit. Uh, I find myself easily drawn into rabbit holes of politics and points of view and religious controversy, and I, and I find myself becoming more and more outraged the longer that I watch it. Now, I do recommend, of course, keeping up with the news and the world that you live in and, and uh, what's going on with it, but don't allow yourself, and I'm talking to myself as much as I'm talking to anybody else, don't allow yourself to be dragged into the depths. Don't allow yourself to the undertow to take your feet out from underneath you and, and drown you in a, in a deluge of negativity and anger and frustration and all the, all, the, all the bad emotions. It is good to be informed. Don't get me wrong. It is good to be active in the, in the politics of the world you need to do. But when you have the facts and not just the the hyperbole and the, and the over-emoted states, you know, where someone is trying to convince you that you really, really need to be angry. And anger has its place, yes, but a constant diet of that is detrimental. It will affect you physically. Again, I'm talking to myself. It will affect you physically. It will affect you emotionally. It will affect the relationships that you have with other people. Love first. Love first. You may vehemently disagree with someone's points of view on politics or the way they see things. It's okay to love first, even if you find that you cannot be around those people because they are deluging you, uh, trying to drown you in their negativity. You can love them from a distance, you know, love them for the, the memories that you have crafted together, the good ones. Um, I'm guilty of that. I, I got really caught up in politics for a while, and it made me very, very angry, and I, I recognized that in myself, and I didn't like it. So I'm making a conscious effort these days to keep that on the back burner, keep informed. And I found that listening to, like, the BBC or uh, NPR or uh, even Al Jazeera, which just basically here are the facts, here is what happened, and allow me to make up my own emotional mind about how I feel about those things. Um, Then I would recommend that for you, too. Uh, 
if we are walking down a beach, if you, if you are walking near a body of water, and you pick up a stone from the side of the, the river bank or the, the, uh, the, the beach or wherever it is that you're walking, and you hold that stone and contemplate it for a moment and perhaps skip it out across the water, see how many times, how many skips you can make until it finally kerplunks in. Yeah, I, I, I verbed that. Uh, kerplunks into the water and sends ripples outwards. It is very likely, given the size of time and the size of the world, that you are the only human being to ever touch that rock. From the beginning of time to the end of it, you may very well be the only person who has ever held that rock in their hand and sent it on into its future. Uh, I contest that it is the same with people. It is the same with hearts. It is the same with souls. The kindness that you give to a stranger on any given day may be the only act of kindness they get that day, that week, that month. You may be the only smile that they get, the only held door, the only person that helps them with their packages. Just a, a, any, any small act of kindness can literally be the only one that person gets in the life that they're living. The genuine compliment, the, the acknowledgement of a person's work or their talent, just taking the extra moment. I have been making a conscious effort lately to genuinely comment, uh, compliment strangers that I meet, the, the person that brings me my food, the, the person that I encounter on my way to work, um, someone that I hold a door for, they hold a door for me. And, I, and, and the, the secret to genuine compliments is to give them a compliment on something that they actually consciously did. Your hair looks nice like that. Uh, those are some rocking glasses. Uh, uh, you have you have great posture for you know. Uh, you don't you, you don't you see people walking around with their shoulders slumped a lot, but but you have a confidence about you, and I like that. I like your posture. Kinds of things like that, genuine, non yeah, non threatening, non flirting, non anything other than here's something I see nice about you, and I'd, I'd like to know that someone noticed. And the difference that it, I've seen it make on people's faces, on, on, their, on their gait, on the way that they, they seem to be walking through life is, is, is noticeable and tangible and really kind of beautiful. So I've been doing that more often on a conscious basis. These are the ripples I'm trying to create in the world. Thoughts for this week. I am reading uh, Ghost Music. I'm just about finished with it. Uh, a beautiful, kind of short novel. Um, fantastic storytelling, evocative emotions, uh, and, and the picture that the lady paints is, is pretty amazing. I would recommend that to anyone looking for a, a nice diversionary novel read that has some, some meat behind it, some teeth in it. Uh, I learned a lot. I, I, I highlighted a lot of quotes from it. Um, my good friend um, lost his father this week. His father was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer on August the 5th. 
and he was gone by the end of the month. In fact, he passed away just a day or two ago. And uh, that's the way my dad went, so I can certainly empathize. Diagnosed to passing away within a matter of weeks, and you are completely unprepared for that kind of thing. Now, I've, I've had people, of course, lose people instantly. There, there are accidents, there are strokes, there are heart attacks, there are medical conditions to where they are gone in a minute and you don't get that chance. But there's something very different about having the time to watch someone slowly slipping away and feeling every step that they take away from this life in your very core, in your very heart, in your soul, that is different than, than a sudden death. Death brings peace. Death brings grief. Death brings memories. And it is all part of what we do as humans. And every man's death affects me, as I said uh, in the intro, in the little poem I read by Jean Don. So I'm dealing with that, and I'm feeling those feels and letting them, letting them happen and cherishing the people that I have in my life more than more than ever, if possible. And on that note, I got a call from Rose, my second daughter, my firstborn, my the, the child that is most like me. We have been estranged for years because of actions that I took, because of things I had to change in my life. I did not abandon my children, but... Uh, they saw it that way. They, they felt that I had abandoned them for, for a while. Um, when the grandkids came along, I, I reconciled with, with, with Carlisle and with Grace uh, because of the boys. Um, that, that helped bring us closer together. But Rose has been angry with me for a very long time. And I got a phone call. And she called late, and I saw her name, and I struggled with to answer and not to answer because I, I felt I was just opening up the door for her to pour her anger on me. But then my thought was, what else am I for? As a father, as, as her father, as someone she sees as betraying her, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to take that because of the love that I have for her. So I answered and I said, hello. And she was very angry. And that was, that was literally all she said for a couple of minutes was how angry she was of me, at me. I'm just angry with you. I don't want to talk about anything else. I'm just telling you that I'm angry. I just want you to know how angry I am at you and how, how awful I feel towards you, but I felt I had to call. And then we talked. And her anger subsided. And we talked some more. And we texted. And we shared songs. And we are nowhere near as close as we used to be, but the door has been opened and there is some forgiveness there and there is a reduction of the anger and the important thing is we are talking. There is love. And love is more powerful than anger. Love is more powerful than fear and betrayal and bad thoughts and most anything. Honestly, love is just everything, right? So there's the news for now. And I hope there's love where you are.